Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret, and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, hello. Welcome back to today's video. So today we're going to be talking about shopping your home. So first off, I'm so freaking excited about this topic because I am like an interior design geek. So a little bit more about me and behind the scenes of my life. Um, when I was really young, I loved to collect like design magazines because I just liked the way things looked. And mind you, I'm not talking about like design magazines like um, like a Real Simple or Better House better home and gardens, things like that. I'm talking like actual product catalogs. My dad is a project manager and at that point in my life, he worked for a company where he would get a bunch of catalogs of like different desks and chairs and conference rooms and things like that. And I will always remember, there was this gorgeous blue couch and it was like the ad within the ad. So it was, you know, like the transition in between like desks to like, I don't know, filing cabinets or something like that. But it was the ad within the ad, and it was just this gorgeous two-person blue couch, and it had this really pretty window behind it, and it was nothing fancy. But basically, it was like the sign that I needed to know that design would be a really big part of my life. And ever since then, I have loved, like I said, looking at magazines. Once Pinterest came out, and I actually knew about Pinterest, it's been like no hold bar since there, since then. So... Today, we are going to talk about how to shop your home. So hopefully, if you haven't already, I want you to watch the video that is before this in the lineup. And that one is in regards to making sure that you don't have duplicates in your house. Because once you have that process done, then you can actually start to design the home so you can shop it. So if you do it out of sequence, it's possible. It's just not the smoothest transition because again, I want you guys to do things once so that you can actually have room and time for the things that matter most. So let's go back to shopping your home, which again, I'm so excited. And mind you, you have tons of excuses. Go on Pinterest as much as you want because think of it as homework research. <laughs> I would have killed for Pinterest homework as a kid. So unleash the Kraken with Pinterest. All right. So step one, let's make a list. Make a list of all the areas that you want to have shoppable in your home. So, of course, examples, like always, I always give you examples. So an example is going to be um, for women, like their makeup area. So maybe for guys, that might be their grooming section. So like if they have a beard or they like are really into their hair, things like that, you'd have a section for that. So you might think of it like that. Um, I apparently love to shop my pantry, which is geeky, but let's own it. Um, another area I like to shop a lot is my pet stuff. So whether it is their food and their snackies, oh, snackies, mind you, you can see some of their snackies back here, um, food or snackies, or maybe even their grooming stuff. So I have all of their collars or leashes, their nail trimmers, their, um, the, the, um, oh God, I can't think of the word. The brush that not only gets the top coat, but it gets the undercoat. Like I have all of that in an area. Um, another area that is really fun to make shoppable is your bathroom. If you start anywhere, I'd probably say start with your bathroom first. 
Um, it's the nicest, most relaxing thing to have, to have everything really pretty so you can shop it. And then another thing that's really fun to do is to shop your fridge. So let's dive into some examples of how do you shop and set up those areas now that it's giving you an idea of things to think about. Now, going back to step one, step one again, make a list of all the areas that frustrate you. Whenever we're starting this process of decluttering our home and therefore decluttering our life, we always want to start with the things that frustrate us because it's like the low hanging fruit in our life. So why worry about doing the things that other people may be like, oh, but you should start with this first. I'm never going to tell you to start with something first. I want you to start with the things that frustrate you. Let's get those low hanging fruit taken care of. Let's get that out of the way and then we can go on to bigger and better things. So you've got your list hopefully of ideas of areas that you want to make shoppable. From there, I want you to think about creating a home for that area. So let's use a bathroom, for example. Shopping a bathroom, what would you think of? For me, I'm thinking of, okay, well, that's gonna be maybe my makeup, that's gonna be my hair care products, that's gonna be my body products, that's gonna be towels, and then like paper, like toilet paper, right? So that's normally the things that are in a bathroom. Um, I don't keep like, cleaning supplies in the bathroom. My cleaning supplies always belong in my kitchen. So for me, I'm slightly different about that. Um, I don't like to have cleaning supplies area. Again, in our house, our home for cleaning supplies has always been in the kitchen so that anyone knows if they need to clean something, doesn't matter what the mess is in the house, go to the kitchen. So we're shopping the bathroom. So you've got your toiletries, You've got your makeup, you've got like your bath bombs, your towels, things like that. So I'm thinking of maybe Ikea, or I'm thinking of maybe Bed Bath & Beyond. So I'm thinking of places like that because that's where you might buy some of those things that are in your bathroom. That's where you might buy some of them. And that's like a secret that no one really thinks about. The places that you go to buy your stuff, they have spent like a bajillion dollars. Like, yes, I'm talking officially a bajillion. As an industry, that industry has spent a bajillion dollars trying to figure out the best way to display their products to market to you so that obviously you buy it and take it home and they have a happy customer and they have profit and you have a really badass item. So look at those areas instead of just thinking like, oh, okay, cool. I buy my bath bombs at, I don't know, Bed Bath & Beyond or I go to Lush or I go to Sephora for my makeup. Don't just think of it for, you know, a place to go and buy things. Think of it as a place to get ideas and examples of how they display their products, how they group their products. And, you know, let's go with Sephora and makeup. And again, we're still in the bathroom. Sephora is one of those, or even Lush, is a really, really great example of how they group all their stuff. So they actually have like makeup caddies and they'll have um, hair care product caddies and they'll have actual like the blow dryer caddy and the hair straightener caddy and the brushes caddy, things like that. They'll have really pretty things that you can actually buy and you know, that way you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And if you're looking for ideas and you're out at the mall or you have the chance to go to the mall, again, like, look at me, I'm giving you homework to go on Pinterest and go to the mall. Like I, I love, <laughs> I'm feeling the love on behalf because I think it's just like the biggest thing ever and the best thing ever to get the freedom to go out and be creative and get ideas and go have some fun. So you might be thinking for Sephora, okay, well, let me go to Sephora. Let me see how they display makeup. 
So they'll group it. They'll group all the lipsticks together, all the lip glosses together, the blushes, the foundations, the brushes themselves, um, the eyeshadows, the mascaras. You get the point. I'm probably missing something. I don't even know what I'm missing at that point, but that's okay. Foundation. <laughs> um, you can tell I don't do that much makeup. So they have everything grouped. So depending on the configuration of your bathroom, you can do the same thing. Now you can group them so that everything is laying down flat or you can group them so that everything is going up vertically. I don't want you to stack things on top of each other. And here's the only caveat. If you were stacking something on top of each other, it has to be the same item, it has to be in a corner, and it has to still have really good lighting. So an example would be for us, soap. We have all of our soap, they're still in their pretty boxes, but we have all of our soap in one section of our bathroom and they're all stacked, but they're also in this really awkward corner in the back of our cabinet. So it's not taking up any extra space, but I know, okay, and same thing for Ben. Ben knows, okay, all of our soap belongs and will always be in this really awkward back corner, but when there's no more soap in that corner, there's no more soap. So let's talk about like Lush and Bed Bath & Beyond. And I'm going to go into like shampoos and body washes, like the bottle type products, because that's sometimes where people can get hung up is if you're like, okay, cool. I'm creating this really pretty environment, but like, I've got these really awkward bottles. What the heck am I going to do with the awkward bottles? So you have two options. You can either buy a caddy, you know, whether it's a, a wire basket or it's an official caddy or it's something that you turn into a caddy. So it's a container that has an opening that you take your products and you put them in so it can be the bath bombs it can be like uh, body washes or lotions but you take all of those items and you put them in a container so that you have a caddy so with awkward bottles you can do that or if that is not appealing to you and you'd like to upgrade the shopping of your home experience you could buy really pretty uniform bottles and then you could buy, again, I'm such a geek, a label maker, or maybe even just the labels and write on them. Or, oh my God, like you could go to Etsy and buy really pretty labels and put them on your containers that are maybe like the dry erase ones so that you can use them over and over again and you can kind of write on them and make it really pretty. Again, I'm going to sound super girly and geeky, but you're shopping your home. You're trying to make it a very pleasurable experience. That is the thing to focus on when you're shopping. When you go shopping at a store, majority of the time you do it for pleasure. So the pleasure of having really good food in your home, the pleasure of going to Lush and getting amazing soaps, the pleasure of going to Sephora and getting just the right makeup and just the right care, the pleasure of going to, I don't know, Bed Bath & Beyond and getting whole bed sets in a container and it's nice and pretty and it matches and it's just, majority of that stuff is pleasure. So I want you to recreate that feeling because shopping your home, if you don't have it be pleasurable, then it's not going to work. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. So if having nice, pretty uniform bottles for all of your body washes and you actually take them and you pour them in those containers and then you write the names on them and then you take the, the, the bottles that they came in and you chuck them. If that's what makes you light up, then rock on with your bad self. So, Another side example um, where I get super excited and I love having uniform containers is in my pantry. Because apparently, I didn't know this about myself, but I am obsessed about talking about my pantry and messing with my hair. 
it's heavy and it is a lot. So I apologize if this is slightly distracting. I promise I'm not trying to make it distracting. So in my pantry, I went to, I think it was um, Big Lots, um, one of those bulk discount stores. And they had these amazing, they were, well, I think they were four quart, four quart size containers, but it looked like a little, about yay big. They had a white screw on cap, but they were square. They weren't round. And that's another thing too, when you're shopping and creating an environment in your home that you want to shop, I want you to look for square items because it's a lot easier to configure and design square items than a bunch of round items. If you have a bunch of round items, that's where it goes back to putting everything in the container. Take the items, put them in the container, but hopefully the container is either square or like a rectangle. Those edges are a really good defining area that'll make it feel more of a shopping, luxurious, intentional design versus having all of these odd shapes. So side tangent on shaping. Um, squares also, outside of the fact that it's a defined area, it also gives you defined area of clearance. So that's the other thing too, whether you're shopping your pantry or shopping your bathroom, you don't wanna take it, again, a store doesn't do this because if, clutter, if it's cluttered, people don't buy. So I don't want you to take a pit, um, uh, let's go with the back to the bathroom. I don't want you to take a cabinet in your bathroom and have all of these like square containers everywhere so that it looks like, I don't know, maybe like a beehive of endless little holes and you have to move stuff to get out, you know, get this out and get that out. That's not the point of this. The point is to make it a pleasurable experience, give your items room to breathe and, and I'll make the experience of going and finding body wash just that much more pleasurable. And again, I know it's cheesy, but you get the point. So create little homes for your things. Find containers that work and have fun with this. Like, oh my God, I'm begging you. Go out, go to the grocery, not grocery store, sure. Go to the grocery store. Look at how they stack and store their stuff. Go to container stores. Oh my God, go to the container store and like lose your goddamn mind with it. Because having everything in really pretty containers, it. Let me, let me stop myself. I don't want you to think that it has to be expensive to be a pretty container. Some of my prettiest containers are like 99 cents containers that I get from Walmart. Why? Because I have them set up in a certain way where the items belong in there, they fit in there, they can display light nicely, but it's not cluttered. So don't think that containers means this crazy expense. It's not a crazy expense. It's just a matter of what fits the place and what fits the environment. So step number two was create a home for all of your things and the areas you want to shop. Step number three is banging lighting. So really, 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 really good lighting. And when in doubt, you don't have to worry about calling an electrician or figuring out how to get better lighting or this or that. I'm talking the little tappy pop-up lights. So I love using those things because it is a great way to add lighting mm -hmm. to an area so again, it can be shoppable. What is the thing that most stores do? They create an experience. It's really hard to have an experience if you can't see the physical experience. So here's a little side tangent. Restaurants, you may be thinking, okay, well, not everyone does that. You know, there's restaurants out there that have really dim lighting and all of that. Well, they'll have really dim lighting because they want you to stay there really long and they want you to kind of like, be mesmerized a little 
and eat and eat and consume, 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 consume. Whereas if you're shopping for something, majority of places will have really great lighting. They'll have little alcoves, they'll have spotlights in the alcoves, or maybe they'll have see-through like alcoves so that you can go ahead and look through them really clearly and easily. So that's what I'm going back to really good lighting. Really good lighting is going to make or break your space. And again, it doesn't have to be expensive. Go to Walmart, go to Amazon, go wherever, and buy the like the 3M um, pop-up light or pop lights. And if you don't know what a pop light is, it is a light that you can, it looks like it's a circle. It has a flat back. Um, on the back, it has normally double-sided tape where you put double-sided tape on it. You have to stick it to the wall. And mind you, the double-sided tape is not gonna damage your walls because they're designed to do that. Um, and then you can push it, it'll click, and you'll have this little dome light. So that is extremely important. Have your good lighting. Don't skimp. Don't worry about having like to hire an electrician or anything like that. Go nuts and buy some of those pop lights and put them, especially in your pantry. Your pantries and your bathrooms and your closets, anywhere that you're going to have like a deeper space that obviously can get dark because your natural lighting in your home or maybe even your windows isn't going to, it's not going to go in my pantry. Like how is the light from over there going to magically genuinely make it into the very back of my pantry? So you have your little pop lights. When you go to shop, let's say you're shopping your, I don't know, your grains section and you want to know, hey, do we have enough pasta or do we have enough rice or do we have enough um, pancake mix? You can actually hit the little dome light. You can look at your containers and say pasta, rice, pancake mix, and you can see which ones need to be replaced. So good lighting makes life a bajillion times easier. And apparently I'm going to use some fun words tonight too. So the next thing in all of this, step number four in your pretty storage is also have really good labels. So that is one thing I used to skimp out on and it was a really big mistake because it took away the joy and it also took away the elevated factor of designing something. I used to use, and this is so janky, I used to use, um, um, what are they, like the three by five cue cards that you would like do for studying. I had like a neon pink one and a neon green one. So I would cut those and I would hand write and then whatever the item was and then I would tape it to the container. Most of the time I did that in my pantry actually because um, over time like we would have, you know, we would have a, let's make um, good example of, okay, sugars. We would have a container for brown sugar and then we'd have a container for white sugar. And then over time we just basically stopped buying white sugar. So it was really easy for me to just kind of peel off that label and then, you know, fill it with, I don't know, rice or um, pancake mix or something like that. But again, instead of making it look pretty, first off, my handwriting is atrocious. Um, let me see if I can show you the notebook real quick. So I've got my notebook with notes, of course, because I'm a super geek, but I don't know if you can see it. I hope you can. But my handwriting is, it's big, it's loopy, it's not uniformed, it slants up. It's just not very appealing for me to look at. And not everyone can read my handwriting. Like my E's and my A's, like barely anyone can read them because it's more of a swirl than the actual letter. So instead of, if you have handwriting like me, instead of writing, handwriting your labels, this is where I would encourage you, again, you don't have to make it crazy expensive. Go to the store, buy the Avery labels, 
print them out. My God, they have such cute designs out there now that you can download for free. And then you can, you know, write on it, you can write sugar. And then you can hit the print button and it'll print on your really cute label. And then you take your label and you put it on your container, you know, or if you wanted to, you could buy labels off of Etsy, buy them off of Amazon. There's plenty of places that you can buy them if your handwriting is not that great. Now, if your handwriting is really great, like my father, for example, has amazing handwriting. It looks like it's fake. It's like ridiculous. So when I really wanted something to look good, I'd have him write it. So I would grab all the labels and be like, hey, can you write these for me? Because it just looks so uniform that it just, honestly, it looked like it was either, like it looked like it was hand printed, like on a printer. Um, to mimic handwriting like it's really really good versus mine. You can barely read it I think my mom could read it and that was it. So Focus on you've already created a space. You've already got really good lighting. You already have little homes for everything Where it's appropriate put your labels now Obviously, I'm not saying buy the 3m label maker and like literally label every single thing um, That's a little bit obsessive and not going to be that pretty because like, why would you label your soaps? Like that's just, I don't know. I don't understand it. So instead of doing that, just label the containers that aren't see-through or they are, have like similar items. So like I said, I had the sugar labeled. I had, um, we had rice obviously labeled cause I wanted to make sure that when I knew the rice was gone, it was gone and where it belonged. Um, I would do pastas. I would do, uh, like, like pancake batter, you know, not batter, I'm sorry, pancake mix, things like that. I would label like, um, like our grains. So if I had maca powder versus a coconut powder, things like that, or coconut sugar, I would just label those things that you may not know right off the bat that what that item is. So like I had a container for marshmallows. Like obviously you know what a marshmallow is. You can look at it without it saying marshmallows and go like, oh yeah, that's marshmallows. But even still, because I wanted it all to look uniformed, I would label my marshmallow container. So use really pretty labels because you're already going to have really pretty storage. And again, don't be freaked out that it has to cost all this money. It doesn't. I promise you. So second to last thing in regards to shopping your home and making it a super pleasurable experience is introducing the shopping experience to others. So depending on how you've taken this course and how you're consuming this content, whether you're actively going through it with a partner or a spouse or even your kids, or maybe you live alone and you're not going through this experience with everyone, I still want you to include your immediate friends and family. Basically, anyone that comes over to your house, I want them to feel included. So if you have friends that come over like all the time, oh my God, it sounded like a Valley Girl. That's okay, I love Valley Girls. If you have friends that like come over all the time, then they should know where all of the cups are. They should know where all of your plates are, your bowls are, little things like that, that they would probably be, you know, a part of getting. So if you're having a big dinner party, why must you do all the work yourself? And that's the entire point of all of this. You're including others in your life to shop your house with you so that you're not doing it all yourself. Short of literally you living alone, never having anyone over, that's the only time you would be doing it all yourself. And yes, I know at this time of the recording, I don't have any kids. I'm not trying to give parenting advice. I'm just trying to say it's a really great idea. And my parents did this and I, I believe this philosophy. And when we have kids, we'll introduce them to this too. I like to think of cleaning 
as something that is just a thing. So cleaning a house to me is the equivalent of brushing my teeth. Is brushing my house's teeth. Like it's not that big of a deal. I don't get upset or frustrated or like, oh my God, this is so like much. You know, where some other cultures and people treat it as like this big chore and like, you're gonna be punished, so go clean the bathroom. Like it was never a thing for us. It was never a thing at minimum in my household. It was like, okay, yeah, we gotta clean the bathroom. And like no drama, no emotion, no attachment to any of that. So if you can start young and just make it a thing, make it the equivalent of brushing your teeth or making your bed or eating a meal where it's not that big of a deal, then as your children get older, they will continue to take care of their things on their own without a ton of your involvement, without you saying something. Like you won't have to nag. And if you want more help in this topic, go reference the other videos on this in the course. But I just had to get that out there. When you're shopping your environment and shopping your home, you know, don't exclude your spouse, don't exclude the husband or the kids or even your friends. Like you're not gonna like, well, maybe, well, if you're anyone but me, you're not going to bring your girlfriends over and go like, oh my God, look at my bathroom storage. My bath bombs are here. My lotions are here. My yada, 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 yada. Because most people are not going to be that geeky about it. But if someone comes over to your home or maybe you have a guest over and they decide to stay the night, you can say, hey, you can open up your cabinets and say, obviously towels are, this is here, this is here, this is here. If you need anything, it's all here for you. And again, it's very clearly organized and depending on what it is labeled so that they can see where things are at. And the reason why involving other people in that is extremely important to make this a sustainable habit is because once you've designed a home for something, when you're out, they will let you know. And mind you, it doesn't mean they will let you know so that you can do the shopping and you can go out and buy everything to replace. I'm just saying in general, like, let's go back to cleaning supplies. We have always, my husband and I have always kept our cleaning supplies in the kitchen. I've tried keep keeping cleaning supplies in each bathroom and other parts of the house. And then I would never know, well, crap, do I have enough Clorox wipes? Or crap, I ran out of um, Swiffer wet wipes. Or man, I ran out of my favorite spray or... I ran out of this and ran out of that because I would never know what room my things were in. So when we started keeping all of our cleaning supplies in the kitchen, like literally in this kitchen, the cabinets below, all my cleaning supplies are there. And you can see it a little bit in the video, but all of our paper towels go up there. So we buy the bigger container of paper towels, we take them out of the package, we put them all up there, and then when that gets down to like one, then we buy another. But it's a very clear visual example of, hey, this is how much we have left of it. The home for paper towels is right now nice and full. But when we got down to like one to two paper towel rolls, we know that the home is pretty much almost empty and we should replace it. So it's one of those things that when you involve other people, it makes life a lot simpler to replace things. And when it comes to replacing things, I want you, that's where like the labels come in. You know, that's why like the sugar or the pancake mix or things like that, I had the label on there. So I could see in my containers, okay, I have a ton of rice right now. You know, there's no need, it doesn't matter that it's on sale. There's no need for me to go and buy more rice. And 
the reason why I started creating an environment where I could shop from my home is because I'm an ex extreme couponer. I am literally the person, I'm not even joking, I think it was the, either the five or six inch binder. My binder was this big, all, all kidding aside. My binder was this big with dividers in it and sections and then those like baseball card holders, I had that in every single section. I was an extreme couponer. I am a reformed extreme couponer. So anytime something went on sale, I bought in droves, whether I had it or not. And the bad part of that, because it wasn't all bad, like obviously it was very useful at times, but the bad part of that was I never knew what I had. So I would, let me give you a real life example. Until I started doing the containers and shopping my home, I am obsessed, of course, because I have so many animals. We haven't always had six, but we've had a minimum three in our entire lives together. We've had animals and animals like to have snackies and cookies and this is and that. And when I was extreme couponing in the very beginning before TLC made it a show and all of that, it was really easy to take the manufacturer's coupon and double it on to the sale item and where I think a cat snacks, for example, would be normally $1.50, I would be paying like 35 cents for it. So of course, instead of just buying two, I would do this. I would like literally not even joking. I would go up to the shelf, put my arm in it and clear, I would literally clear shelves. And I would go up to the cashier and say, hi, I am an extreme couponer. I have a ton of coupons. Do you want me to go to a different line or do you want to shut this one down because we're going to be here for a while? And of course, they all appreciated it. Most of them would be like, oh, okay. And they would close the line. And I would even like, I'm not even joking. I did this so aggressively. I did couponing so aggressively that I would turn to the person behind me and say, hey, I'm an extreme couponer. I have about 60 coupons. You sure you want to be behind me? And if they had like only one or two items, obviously I let them go ahead of me. But like, this was a big part of my life. And the bad part of it was, it wasn't bad per se that I was buying all of this stuff. It was bad that I had no farking clue where all my shit was. Like I would have the animal, like the, like the cat snacks of dog snacks and dog food and wet food, things like that. Right. Um, cause of course, magically liver litter, litter, cat litter never went on sale, but I would have all of that stuff and I would have it in multiple parts of my home. So that's why I have a whole section basically dedicated to having a home for your things because I would go out and I would buy 50, 60, 70 cat snack bags and then I would come home and I wouldn't have a home for them. So I'd put them in a container and then two weeks later, there'd be another crazy sale. I'd do it all over again. And then, you know, it got to be where I was like kind of shoving stuff in different parts of my home. And my husband is like, why is there cat snacks in the bathroom? I'm like, oh, I ran out of room. And he's like, are you crazy? You ran out of room for cat snacks. So now they're in the bathroom. This makes no sense. So we did my exercise that I've walked you guys through. We took all of it and it was like, it was so embarrassing. We took all of, and this was just for cat snacks. We took all the cat snacks. It was literally the equivalent of like three containers of cat snacks. He's like, oh my God, they've got enough snacks for the year. Like don't buy anymore. But until we had gathered it all and put it in a container and physically could see it, then like it, you couldn't understand the magnitude of it. I mean, I had, oh my God, another embarrassing moment. I had enough toothpaste to last us four years. I, 
I'm not even joking or exaggerating. Like sometimes I'll make a bajillion, like words like bajillion. Like that's obviously an exaggeration. This one is not an exaggeration. We didn't buy toothpaste for four years because I had bought that much toothpaste. And again, because I never had put it all in one section and had it, you know, in containers and labeled and all of that, like, I didn't know what I had. So it was, like I said, it wasn't bad that I was buying these things because obviously we use them, but there was even things that like expired and I didn't know they expired until I went to go use them. And then it was, of course, embarrassing and mortifying. And now it was frustrating because it's like, well, I wasted not only money, but I wasted really good time trying to get the sale and do this and do that. Also that the item could expire before I could even use it. Like what was the benefit of that? So that is what, you know, started me on this really, not aggressive, but really conscious course of like, let me create a home that's not cluttered, has all the things that we need, but also has like little shoppable areas because obviously I love to shop. I love to go out and I love to buy things and I love to make our life at home easier. So why don't I just recreate that experience here? That's why there's a whole video literally dedicated to shopping your home. And that's where the advice is coming from. I want you to have really good lighting in your pantry so that you can open it up and it looks pretty. And like basically in your head, you hear it go, ha, but you know, I want little things like that for you because I have been in an environment and I created it myself where there was just stuff everywhere and I never knew it. And that's my dogs. But again, it's one of those things that with, with time, it'll be very easy to go through and shop your home. And again, if you have any questions, go over to the Facebook group, ask away. I always recommend. So obviously if you have any questions, I want you to, I'm so sorry right now. I know that there's a cut in the video, but right now my husband, my dogs, I wish I could show you a picture are literally staring at me like, mommy, why are you still talking to a camera and not spending time with us? It's pretty hilarious. Apologize about the giggling. Um, if you have any questions, go ahead and take pictures of the area that you have in question and post it into the Facebook group. That way we can see what area you have in question and we can go ahead and give you actual like legit feedback versus just, oh, my bathroom is cluttered and I don't know how to shop my bathroom. So just use that as a tool to let us give you advice and give you help. And then it's also a really great way. Like if I find a really great set of containers, I'm going to be taking that link and posting it in the Facebook group so that you guys can see what I'm talking about. And of course the link to the Pinterest account that we have for this course is going to be linked in the Facebook group as well. So if you have any questions, please go ahead and post them away in the Facebook group. And I hope you have a great night. I'm going to go spend time with my family. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Have a burning question for me? Want that link I was talking about? Get access to all the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode and others over at margaretstevens.co. And if you haven't, don't forget to sign up for my VIP list where I share special bonuses, pre-launch coupon codes, and advice I don't share anywhere else. Thanks for listening.